So I wanted to do a an episode on this concept of making sure you do the right things at the right time, but not just that, but doing a good job at picking. Not just picking the right moments or picking the right people, um, but reaping what you sow and doing it with them a lot more intentionality doing it with a lot more seriousness doing it with a practical and a spiritual mindset which I was reminded of that today during service how important both sides are but when it comes to picking one shouldn't take that lightly welcome to the latest episode of the glory in our stories life you're born into the world you grow you mature you go to college you start a career and a family looks like everything goes as planned or does it episode of the glory in our stories i'm your host calvin wayne pennywell jr i am well i'm going to be talking about again this concept of of well which is the title of this episode harvest season harvest season so of course you know the general concept you reap what you sow and what you want to do is you want to make sure that what you do end up reaping is something based on what you planted before so but i wanted to read you the text uh basically the scripture text um uh, i wanted to give you context from text so i'm reading from ecclesiastes chapter three which is a very common chapter when it comes to uh, seasons and, uh, and and having having the perfect moment for certain things. So it's Ecclesiastes chapter three, verses one through eight, and I'll go ahead and uh, I'll read them for you because it is uh, is highly applicable to today's episode. So a time for everything. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down 
and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. That is Ecclesiastes chapter three, verses one through eight. Now, the reason why I chose this is because specifically now that I'm older and wiser, I'm a lot more intentional with the things that I pick. Clothes, shoes, food, specifically food, um, friends, all kinds of things, which I get into in a moment. But as you get older, you start planting seeds in all aspects of your life. And then it's going to come a moment when you're it's time to reap the harvest and it's time to reap what you sow. So I'm going to be speaking from three different categories that I thought were relevant. Um, and this will be my first one. Uh, the first one is pick your battles since we're in the, in the season of harvest and it's time to, to pick. First one is pick your battles. So um, for those of you who don't know, I am currently teaching um, ELA at a uh, neighboring high school, and I am really enjoying it. It's very challenging on several levels, uh, but overall, it's compelling me not only to, to just be a, not only to be a better teacher, but to be a better person. So, I am in a position of leadership in reference to my students. When students come into my classroom, I am responsible for them whether the door is closed or not each class is about you know 45 to 50 minutes and i have six classes one class for pre-planning but for those 50 minutes um i have to give them what they need to meet the standards and sharpen their skills and at the same time i have to play part-time parent part-time counselor um part-time police officer, part-time detective, like it's uh, so many hats, so many hats, but it's very rewarding because it's very humbling and it's been teaching me a lot of grace, not just for them, but for myself. So, um, but I'm learning with them this concept of picking, picking your battles, picking them wisely. And making sure that you choose to invest in something that's worth the while. So um, one pet peeve that I already have as a teacher is when my students, I give my students an assignment and there's always one of them that says, that acts, they raise their hand and I say, yes, ma'am, is this for a grade? And last semester, you know, I was fumbling over it because I didn't know what really, I really didn't know what to say. Didn't want to lie to them. Then again, I didn't want to keep saying yes and upgrading everything. So now, when they, I do, I do, I do two things. One or one, of, one of two things. Uh, whenever they ask, "Is this for a grade?" I just say, "Yeah," 
I say, yes, it's for a grade, and I just keep walking. Or uh, they say, is this for a grade? And I just ignore and keep walking because I've already explained myself. Um, but my third option, which is what I did of late, is somebody says, is this for a grade? Not only did I say everything in my classroom you do is for a grade, I added on a parable. I said, say, for instance, you are walking down the street and you have a hamburger. You have a million dollars and you have a five dollar hamburger in your hand. You have a car, you have a home, you have all these things. You're walking down the street and someone who is homeless asks if you can have that hamburger because they don't have anything to eat at that moment. So you give it to them. Now, when you hand them that hamburger, are you going to ask, is this for a grade? Um, because if you do, then you're missing the point. You, in that opportunity, in that moment, you're able to give somebody something that is easily accessible to you, but not to them. The lesson is, if you have it, so do they. It shouldn't be about being recognized. It shouldn't be about receiving payment. It's about the lesson. It's about applying the idea that sharing is caring. I know it's simple. I know it's elementary. Uh, but God, God's word says that we, for first, the most in, important two commandments, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your spirit, and love thy neighbor as you would love thyself. That is your neighbor, whether you live next to them or not. Everybody is your neighbor. God isn't keeping this grade book in heaven saying, oh, he did a good deed. Oh, oh yeah, she did, she did a good deed. Let me, um, let, me, let me give them something every time they do it. No. If you love God, then that means you love people because God loves you. So that should be inevitable. But I'm teaching my students that everything you do matters, whether you believe it or not, it matters. There are going to be moments where you don't get grades. When you're at a job and you do something nice, you may never get recognized for it. Never. But did but did what you do make things easier for someone else? That should be the question. Because if it did, then you have succeeded. So in that moment, I did not feel like arguing with my students about anything. But I did want to make sure that they knew. That they knew the relevancy. That they knew the value of that moment of that experience so and just going back to this concept of picking your battles if you are involved in a relationship with anyone and you've known them for a while you know that there's something you can do or something you can say that can trigger somebody's emotions or can trigger a reaction and if you say those things you know that it's going to create a battle. So if somebody, if they say something to you, you have a choice. Do I want to fight this battle or do I just want to, you know, volunteer a, them a victory and just move on? Or do I want to, you know, give them the smoke? What, what, what do I want to do? 
And that's an example of picking your battles. <clears throat> and it's all about what you're deciding to dedicate your time and energy towards. The most important thing to ever possess outside of um, your salvation, outside of a direct relationship with God, is having a relation is a any relationship with any human being in general. It's the most important thing. Because those relationships build and they branch out into bigger things. Hopefully they branch out into communities, they branch out into regions, then to states. I'm sorry. Um, branch out into communities, then to uh, cities, then states and regions, and then countries, then continents, and then hopefully the entire world. That's the way it should be. But most of us choose the battle that we think we can win because we are choosing to fight spiritual battles with fleshly weapons. And that never works. It may suffice for a while, but ultimately you're gonna find yourself needing something stronger. And your emotions, your assumptions, um, your logical thinking is going to fail at some point so you know choose choose your battles wisely i can't i can't count the many times that i've made a decision and i said you know what i'm gonna say this and end up regretting it and uh first of all i didn't pray about it before i made that decision some people may think that is very cliche but it helps because it helps remind you of where that question is coming from because a lot of things we say we say it at the at the moment we don't process it we don't filter and if we take the time and examine our true intentions we may even come to the conclusion that what we want to say doesn't need to be said And you really have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Will this, will, you, actually, you have to ask yourself, will this bring us closer together or push us farther apart? Now, give yourself the benefit of the doubt because you really don't know. Even with the best intentions, you can hurt somebody's feelings. That is inevitable. That is inevitable. But everything we do, everything we say, it requires a heart check. It requires a heart check. Um, so yeah, choose, well I'm sorry, pick your battles. Pick your battles, pick your battles wisely. Uh, right now we're gonna take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back.
trapped in a sterilized box with windows open to the streets where the sun hits the blocks i hear the hand in my watch ticking away at my youth hairline receding so i take a t-blade to the roots gray strands in my chin a far step from middle school just saw a picture from ninth grade your boy did not look cool now i'm wise enough to know what pern required application during the time my sister hooked me up with iris's creations new braids every week i thought i stayed in the loop until the guys were buying shoes i was too broke to scoop i kept thinking this was highly disappointed. I kept thinking this isn't what I dreamed of. I was highly disappointed. I kept thinking this isn't what I dreamed of. I was highly disappointed. I kept thinking this isn't what I dreamed of. So what you just heard is um is a song that I wrote a while back titled Broken Dreams. Um didn't want to play the entire song. Uh, but I did have it on Spotify and iTunes once, um, but I think my account that I had expired. Uh, but um, later I will introduce another song that I did called Misunderstanding, I think. I think it was Misunderstood. I think that's the name of it. But you can find both of these songs on my YouTube page, um, along with some other songs that I did with other instrumentals that I did not produce. Uh, but hip-hop music is a huge part of my life, uh, primarily creating and writing lyrics. Uh, hip-hop music really spoke to me when I was in high school, primarily through Common, formerly known as Common Sense. And I've been listening to Common ever since. Aha, I play on words. Anyway, uh, but yeah, um, hope you enjoyed listening to them as much as I did writing them. Uh, but the re only reason why I wanted to include them was because it's they're part of my bag. They in my bag. I got lyrics in my bag, and you know your bag is uh, a metaphor for those of you who don't know as your repertoire. So, um, but yeah, I love writing, and I will continue to do so. That's part of my passion, and it is a part of the reason why I enjoy teaching literature because I love writing it. So, anyway, um, I guess now we're. Back to the episode. let you hear a clip of this song but yo before i finish i have to mention this because this is very noteworthy so i got curious so i got hbo max my wife and i recently got hbo max and i got it so that i can watch dc animated film dc comics uh animated films like they are they have the best animated um movies in reference to comic books Marvel has the best live action, but DC, they never miss. Never. But uh, not only does HBO Max have DC Comics um, animated films, uh, a, a, a conglomeration of, 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 of those films, um, they also have Friends. Of course, Friends is one of, my, one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. I can watch it any day, every day, doesn't matter. Uh, all 10 seasons. Love it. Um, but they also have 
Love uh, Lovecraft Country, um, which came out I think a couple of years ago. They, it was canceled after one season. Uh, it was uh, based off of a book uh, I recently read. And the reason why it was canceled because the creator of the show, not the book, not the book, but the show, um, was creating a very toxic work environment. And I was like, huh, I would have expected something completely different, like bad ratings or something. But it was toxic toxicity in the work environment. And that just goes to show how important that is. You know, a lot of people quit jobs, not because of the work, but because of the management and the environment. Nobody wants to continue to work in such a negative space you know, let alone deal with the ups and downs of the job and just constantly, they, I'm pretty certain they rather do what they're doing, but in a different environment, something that will feed into them. So anyway, um, I realized that, you know, it's a, it's a predominantly black cast. It's set in the 1950s. At first, I was like, man, this looks like sci-fi, but it's, from what I understand, it's labeled as um, fantasy horror. And while I'm watching it, I'm in like episode four, First season, I think it's 10 episodes, so I'm like almost halfway there. Always halfway finished. Um, yeah, I got some vibes from different shows. Like, I, I definitely got an Indiana Jones, I got the Goonies, and definitely got this Stranger Things feeling. So, um, all of which are my favorite films and series. Stranger Things is epic. Um, season five, I think, is coming out soon and i think that's gonna be the last season um but anyway if you if you interested in a good show to watch for just one season uh lovecraft Con lovecraft country is pretty good uh very compelling very thought-provoking um to me adventurous not entirely uh but it's pretty good i had to put that plug in there because that was pretty dope um so yes first we had uh pick your battles uh, next part, pick your friends. Pick your friends. Um, if the, the pandemic has not proven anything, it definitely has proven. Um, and if the pandemic has proven anything, it has definitely proven who your real friends are. Because during that time, people, your friends will still come over, mask or no mask, just to check, just to be in your presence, just to just to touch you, just to feel you, just to talk to you, just to be near you. Um, but if they were constantly using that as an excuse not to see you, I mean, I, I'm obviously we we didn't know, we didn't know what the pandemic, what COVID, what the re, what the repercussions of, uh, you know, contracting the disease would do to us. We knew that it was deadly. We didn't know how to combat it. I understand that. I perfectly do. But if people did not reach out to any degree, yo, that, they probably weren't your friends. <laughs> so, I mean, that's something to to consider. Something to consider. Uh, but, yeah, pick your friends. Pick them wisely. The older you get, the smaller your circle becomes because there's a certain only a handful of people you actually trust with your information. And I get that. I get it totally do um but i i do hope that uh, we continue to seek and strengthen those relationships but there's a season there's a season for everything there's a season to end a relationship and there's a season to begin one um, our issues is that as human beings 
uh, we try to rush the process, which causes a lot of problems. So, um, but as we continue to strive not to lean upon our own understanding and but trust God in everything that we do and acknowledge him and allow him to, to direct our paths, then these decisions will start becoming easier. So, um, so yeah, pick your friends. Um, pick someone who's going to, not only like going somewhere and just say, oh, I'll pick you as my friend. Not random. Like get to know someone. Pay attention to the consistency. Pay attention to the patterns. Don't get so caught up on potential. Pay attention to patterns. If they are doing something consistently and they have habitually proven that they are not dependable, you might want to rethink that relationship. More than likely, it's probably a one-way street. Uh, you're probably the one giving. Or you could be the one taking. It could be you. You know, a lot of us don't think about that. We are constantly saying that we're the friends that's always given. Well, what if we're the one always taken? And our friend is kind enough not to bring that up because they don't know how we're going to take it. They, they might even think that by it, they they might even think that they could that by them admitting that it will cost the relationship. So they settle for what you guys do have instead of reaching for that full authenticity. So, yeah, pick your pick your friends. Pick your friends wise, wisely. And be graceful. Be graceful towards your friends. Be knowledgeable of their life so that you know, hey, if I was you say to yourself, if I was there in that position, I'll probably be that way too. Like I'm my wife and I are not parents yet. And um, we do have friends that are parents. And honestly, I believe we would never fully understand what that life is like. Life is like uh, until we have kids. Um, and to a degree, we understand that they can't always go out and, and do whatever they want um, because they have they have to find a sitter. And not only that, they have to tend to other stuff that they want to do. So they're not always going to be able to go. And having that understanding helps. And constantly communicating with each other about the details of each other's lives makes us even more aware of, you know, each other's progress. So, but you know, choosing friends um, can be very, very uh, sometimes frustrating and heartbreaking because of our expectations. But if we have if we continue to develop our spirit of discernment then we're able to see those red flags and respond to them in a way where we can make a not a wise decision about a relationship so but taking the time to to choose your friends you know pick your friends wisely um, it's a good step it's a good step. You, you, as a friend, you can feed into each other. You can help each other grow and experience each, each other's life changing moments. There's nothing better than that. Just being just being able to witness it, you know. So but, you know, before we close out, take one last break and uh, we'll be right back.
2019 and we're still not equal. Yeah. No matter what, you can't appease our fury. Even with a smile, we intimidate the jury. I ain't a martyr, they call me a murderer for sure. They throw their Bibles and their bullets and their both occur. They want to check my bag and claim I ain't to cheat the system. I say a man of sin and they the ones that cheat the system. Break it down. You can go to college, graduate, get a job. Become manager, start your own business. Sounds like another fantasy. You can get married, start a family, a couple of kids in the suburbs with green grass and blue skies, the American dream. Sounds like and that was uh, my single from a couple of years ago titled Misunderstanding. I think it was from 2019. But yeah, I was um, I was inspired to write that because of how uh, people can stereotype uh, certain people based on what they have been previously exposed to instead of trying to get to know this person. And in this particular scenario, you have two people, um, in case you haven't picked up, picked up on it, um, probably didn't have enough context or even time to decipher this. But anyway, if you ever get a chance to listen to the song, uh, the first verse is talking about a, um, a black person who is stereotyped as someone as a threat because they're black. And in the second verse, is someone is a black man who in the eyes of society will be viewed as safe and successful um, but they're both black and because of uh, the context of their lives and how they operate it is so easily to focus on the one who may choose to use a gun to express himself while another one uses a pen and both can be deadly but it depends on um, where they are needed and maybe they're both in a situation where this is the only way they can express each, express themselves but it doesn't make one worse than the other I believe it's, it is about choice as well but it's also about you know the the environment and the factors that play into them making such decisions and maybe their decisions could be reactionary who knows anyway listen to the song if you like to it's titled Misunderstanding it's on my YouTube channel and I hope you enjoy it. Now, back to the episode. Alright, back to the episode. So, uh, lastly, uh, lastly, and this is the most important part. First, said pick your battles. Secondly, Pick your friends. Um, thirdly and lastly, pick yourself. Pick yourself. A lot of times we find ourselves in situations where we're willing to do everything for everyone else except us. We're willing to feed and pour to everyone else except ourselves. We're willing to put ourselves in a position so that somebody else can rest or somebody else can shine. Um, but when it comes to us, we don't have enough energy left. And we need to feed into ourselves so that we can feed into others. I'll tell you this before I let you go. My wife had to remind me because what I do is I teach and any other educator knows um, the, the physical and emotional strain of teaching. Uh, even specifically if you're a parent because you have to leave a hunt, you have to leave these kids and go home to your own kids 
and you're basically teaching and parenting all day. Uh, but for me, since we don't have kids yet, it's just me teaching and it's, it can be emotionally draining. And but I realize that at the end of the day, I feel empty. But if I don't feed into myself, I can't feed into my wife when I come home. I can't feed into our our furry babies, our pets when I come home. I can't feed into my friends. I can't feed into my family. I can't feed into my art. And most importantly, I can't feed into my relationship with God if I'm constantly constantly being emptied and not replenishing so pick yourself everybody pick yourself be kind to yourself be graceful be merciful pick yourself yo and 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 make sure going backwards like pick yourself so that you can pick good friends who will also help you pick your battles like say for instance you have an addiction, or say you have an, an issue with something, by doing those things, you are creating an opportunity for growth, for healing. So pick your battles, pick your friends, and most importantly, pick yourself. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. Again, I'm your host, Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr. Uh, on this episode titled Harvest Season. Yo, thank you all for listening. Tune in next time for the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories.